Yo, what's good, people? What up? What up? My name is Christian, also known as Christian Jordan, the founder of Christian Jordan. Um, you know, I've been working on a couple of things. Um, throughout my things, I've been working on. You know, I came up with some T-shirts, came up with some stickers. You ain't see them yet. But the most important thing I came up um, is with this podcast. This podcast is called Bodega Sixty Nine. Um, the name's a little catchy. The name's a little off-putting. You'd be like, "Yo, why are you using Sixty Nine? But I'm like, "Yo, you even know why?" So let me kind of tell you why. Um, currently, where I I live my address is 69 i ain't gonna tell you the street name but if you look outside my house though it looks straight up like a bodega that ass i'm very telling you the truth i could show you a picture of it it looks like a corner store so at some point in its life you know it was a corner store probably um my address is 69 so boom there you go bodega 69 right but beside that though i came up with this podcast for a couple reasons um as a young kid i had the honor and privilege to have a unique trait what was that trait? Well, yo, I never shut up. I always kept talking, right? Um, but throughout my talking, I was able to bring people together. No matter their differences, no matter what they had going on, no matter if you was white, black, Spanish, Asian, African, whatever you was, I was like, hey, yo, we all have a common denominator. And I'm going to bring it together. I'm going to show, show you what that common denominator is, right? Um, so with that being said, I'm utilizing my voice, my platform to come up with another platform, Bodega 69. So Bodega 69 is a platform to bring together like-minded individuals who are shakers and movers within their communities who are doing something who are up on the rise and about to shake up the whole world. Um, so I just want to highlight those other people because I feel like I have that platform and I feel like it's my duty, you know, to kind of shine that light on some folks and kind of bring some attention to them. So this podcast is all going to be about highlighting people who are shakers and movers who are making impact in their communities and really doing the damn thing and they're going to be certified by me not saying my certification is like the best or whatever but shit to me it's the fucking best but nonetheless i want to get this thing going the first episode i have i have the honor to bring someone to my house bodega 69 and interview them and kind of just get some shit going you know some conversations like i know this kid through a great family friend um shit man we we, we met back way back in high school or whatever uh we're originally rock boys rock boys chill out here in boston just coming down here with avengers and bringing that new york swag that new york hustle that we do but even more so bringing that rochester hustle that we do um but nonetheless further later my boy i want to introduce you mr rob Rob, what's good though, bro? Yeah, what's going on, hey, bro? How's it going, man? Yo, man, just chilling. Shit, how you feeling, bro? I mean, this is my first podcast. You the first person <laughs> on it. Be at my house, just chilling. Yo, facts. I mean, first and foremost, thank you for having me. It's hey. truly an honor to be here. First podcast in the books, The Rise of Christian Jordan, Bodega 69, like we here. It's lit, man. I'm feeling good about it, man. Feeling real good. Hey, that's what's up, bro. I appreciate you for coming through. But, hey, yo, you know, I, I chose you because y you saw me go through what I was going through in life in a lot of ways, right? You, you knew me in college. We were pursuing a lot of things together. We were out there hustling, trying to get this degree. Uh, we grew up on the west side of Rochester. We had a lot of opportunities yes, in front of us, presented us. We could have went X, Y, and Z, yes, um, especially growing up off of Thurston Frost. Like, yo, oh, yeah. <laughs> the shit was real, real. It's real, real, man. Um, <laughs> but we made it out, right? We made it out. We made it out. We here. You saw me through my journeys. You saw me coming out to this whole brand of Christian Jordan. Um, this shit didn't happen overnight. It took about five years in the making and look where we at now, right? Yes, sir. But throughout my journey that you saw me, what inspired you to do what you're doing, right? Who are you? What are you doing? All right, man. So I mean, in short, like I am I'm just a, a 
a curious creative man like uh i've been heavily motivated of course by you my other friends uh just been listening to a lot of influential people man r.i.p the great late nipsey hustle steve stout jay-z cole steven victor you probably don't even know him but if you do props to you um just a lot of great intelligent men that have paved the way out of nothing man like really got up uh out the mud and um just like seeing my friends like do great things really motivated me to just uh go out there and chase my own thing man so uh what i'm working with now um it's called bvmp bon vie mauvais parson uh something that i started back my sophomore year of college and um i recently just reactivated it so i'm looking to turn that into um into my centrifuge for everything else that i have to give to the world man all right that's what's up man i mean you were talking about all these great prominent people that influence you right what did they influence you to do to create what you are right now oh man i mean honestly uh i think it goes um to say that you don't need every resource in a book to be successful and i mean like for these people what they've done with the resources that they've had like they've had bare minimum like they literally had no bootstraps to pull themselves together with uh two nickels are rubbed together and they've created empires and very prominent positions and um their designated fields you know like i'm big on music so that's why i feel these people stick out in the music world um but nonetheless like only a couple of them actually do music like a lot of them are like on the executive side on the strategic side uh bringing artists to fame uh for example like steve stout one of the biggest faces of executives in you know music brought forth a lot of people um steven victor very well known for bringing um pusha t and good music into prominence and then actually becoming the i think he's the executive director or vice president or whatever case may be like he's he's high up there but for dev jam which is massive and that literally started from an internship so it's just like um looking at people like that on that side and then on the other side you got nips you got jay you have all these people who are in similar predicaments as us, like coming from really rough neighborhoods, really tough streets, um, a lot of things in the air in a negative light. Sometimes they choose to go that route, but they found a way to kind of come back to it and create something that not only is good for them and, you know, like their wealth and their uh, success and outlets and stuff like that, but then also they come back and they put their hands into the communities that they came from, which I think is very, very important, man. So, you know, I just want to kind of have that same imprint. All right, I'm with that, bro. I respect that, too. Yo, you know, all these folks, the men that you mentioned, they do great, right? They became successful. But one thing they did was they always gave back to the community, right? So I like that you said that. I'm all about the community and the kids, you know? <laughs> Christian love the kids. Christian love the um, kids. But it's all about taking care of the people. So keep that in mind because we're going to come back to that and come back to the community. But more so, you know, what is your business? You kind of went over it a little bit, but you didn't go into it. That probably was intentional, but I'm going to call that shit out, bro. So, yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. So, what's good? So, what is your business yeah. and what is your purpose with your business, right? Your mission or your vision or whatever. Yeah. You know, you don't got to go in detail. I don't know the itty gritty, but oh, no, just, just give me like, ah, <laughs> business ain't ah, ah. Yeah. So, um, so, bon vie, mauvais person. I'm probably butchering it because I haven't taken French in a while. Um, but basically this is my umbrella. Um, every company that I've worked for and every company that, you know, these great people are a part of, they always have umbrellas, you know, Nipsey has all money in, which is encompasses, um, marathon also his record label, um, vector 90, 
all those things are encompassed under All Money In. Jay-Z has Black Panther Enterprises, which also encompasses a lot of his ventures. Steve Stout has Translation, which covers a lot of his uh, marketing, uh, things like that. And then, of course, Steven Victor, he works for Def Jam, but he also has good music. And he um, uses that as a vessel to um, chase other endeavors. So basically what Bon Vie Mauvais Person is, is uh, my umbrella, man. Once again, um, it's a good brand. Uh, it means good life, bad people in French. And basically, um, the symbolism behind that is just like, uh, life is good. As you know, like every day you wake up, you should look out, whether it's rain, sleet or snow, whether, you know, the sun's shining or you got a heavy overcast fog or it's dead bright. Like you should realize that life is good. You get another chance to go out there and get it. But along the way, like you would face opposition, which is, you know, bad people, bad spirits, bad energy. And um, the whole focus of exactly what I'm trying to do with this is bring that into a light that's interactive, um, that's inspirational, that's constructive, that is uh, abstract. And I'm able to form different um, events, products, um, awareness seminars and stuff like that around exactly what it means to live in a world where life is good, but people are bad. So um, in a very general intentionally of course <laughs> in an intentional general nutshell like that's what it is man like it's just um it's an umbrella and, the, and a catalyst to just go chase everything else i want man and everything else right so under this umbrella so you said some keywords like it's inspirational it's abstract things on those lines so are you trying to get things that are abstract inspirational under your brand and just highlight them so people could live their best life and not have to worry about, hey, oh, shit happens, but the sun came out. You're alive. You just breathe. So is your brand essentially under the umbrella inspirational, abstract, positive vibes, things like that? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I think that the umbrella falls right under exactly what the name is. Like, look at Bone. It's good. Uh, what is good? That can go so many different avenues. That's one area that I'm going to focus on. V. V is life. Life is, you know, what you make it. Life is what you don't make it. Life is what's around you. So that's one avenue I'll chase. Um, mauvais, that means bad um, or like wrong or whatever the case may be. So, you know, you have that. What's bad in the world? What's negative? How can you overcome that? And then person is people, you know. So um, with that, I'll be chasing exactly like the people that drive the, uh, the former three, uh, people that you know, don't drive the former three, but deserve a shout out, you know, shout out to Chris and Jordan, by the way, real hey, quick. Hey, plug, plug. Hopefully, hey. I, I hope, like, I hope oh, that somewhere God. you put a, a, um, a Funk Master Flex bomb drop right like, there. Because I feel Christian like that. Jordan, or, right? or like, yo, honestly, what you should do at that point, you should put like a bodega bell with a little cat. Like, meow. Bang. <laughs> the cat, though. The cat. <laughs> but the, but the little <laughs> store manager, bro. You gotta hey. put the store manager in there, man. Hey, yo, I'm with it. I'm with it. Yo, but um, the, the, the highlight, I can't, my French is shit, so I can't speak French. But the bon V, that means what's good, right? That means good life, yeah. Oh, that means good life? Damn, I'm gonna say it was good. Yeah, it's gonna mean what's good for a second. <laughs> Let's go. Yo, I keep hearing you say what's good. Was that like influenced by like New York, your background or whatever? Because like, you know, oh, New York man, be like, hey, yo, what's good? Or, what's good, my guy? Or like, my guy, what's really, really good? Yeah. I mean, man. like, so where, where 
where that coming from? Is, is, is your New York background and your culture and your upbringing and your community, is this influencing your business, right? Is this making you realize, hey, yo, we woke up today. Someone didn't wake up, right? Because growing mm-hmm. up as kids, you know, not, yo, it was real, right? Some people we didn't made, wake up, man. Some people didn't wake up, right? We heard gunshots. We saw the cops. We saw all that stuff, right? So where, where does this what's good, where does this positive outlook come from? It, does it come from, like, growing up in your community? You're like, hey, yo, I have this choice to make, that choice to make. I can hustle. I cannot hustle. Or I'm going to try to make the best out of every situation and be positive. Yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, like, I've, I've literally stuck my hand in every cookie jar um, that there is, man. Like, I've done it all. And I'm not proud of some of the things that I've done, but I'm glad that I've done it because it shows me that um, at the end of the day, like, I'm still here. I'm talking on this podcast right now. So um, I think that that means a lot, man, because there's a lot of people that I know that haven't had the opportunity to make it another day. And that's hard, man. So, I mean, like, with this what's good and all that, like, it's definitely part of my upbringing. You know, New York got to represent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, just from, like, a family perspective, um, a lot of my family – you know, New York based, um, always been a heavy part of my upbringing, but I think that that also plays a part in who I am. Um, I would call myself an optimist realist, um, which well, means yeah, that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what that mean? What that yeah, mean, man. bro? So, so an optimist realist is basically just a person that they are aware and cognizant of exactly like what reality is. So like, you know, that when you walk outside, like, even though you may say that it's sunshine and rainbows, like this bad stuff happening, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, that's realist and then for optimists like you just even though like you realize that there's bad stuff and there's good and bad and you're you know realistic about it like you still have in your mind that sense like i can make a a change that's positive you know like i can i can i can change things like i can make a difference there's room for me to improve myself somebody else there's room for me to um chase a a goal and achieve it and etc man so uh, you know like definitely plays a part the environment upbringing in new york and then um also just i've had the same handles on my social media forever <laughs> and uh my handles at bone v mofo all handles you know what i'm talking about um yo plugging yourself plugging yourself yo hey shit you gotta do it bro <laughs> yo you got that's what that platform's Absolutely about shameless, but, but um it plays a part man word so you said make a change make a positive change make an influence make an impression right you know abstract optimistic so what change have you made thus far in your life? Yeah, man. Um, that you felt that you had an impact on somebody. On Oh, a change that made an impact on somebody? Or it could be personally with you. <sighs> I mean. What change have you personally made? It was like, hey, yo, I made a change in my life, and this is for the good of good. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, I think that one of the biggest changes I made um, would definitely be taking a chance on things that are like uh flash sales that's how i like to see it you know what i mean like um my very first job out of college i became a district manager of a great independent sneaker retailer in upstate new york um whose name i shout actually plug shout out to street game man you know they told me a lot man shout out to street game man we out here but um the first job out of college of district manager there and i was working part-time there as a sales lead um, with my creative director there who actually taught me a lot and introduced and opened the doors to um, exactly like what it meant to like be creative and in, uh, in a, like a corporate workspace and stuff like that. But um, literally I'm sitting there, it's like seven o'clock and I get a call. And he's like, yo, Rob. And I'm like, yo, what's up, Gil? So Gil's like, yo, 
they just lost the store manager in Syracuse. Like, I need you to run the store. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, how long have we been running the store? He's like, nah, like, that's going to be, like, your store. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, this is kind of short notice, and that's a, a big deal. Um, Syracuse has, like, three stores. So, you know, district manager there is, like, a really big deal because, like, that's where the first store is, the flagship. Um, you have a really low grocery store, and you have a mall store. So there's three very big dynamics to have control over. And... Um, with that, I was like, man, I could either take this chance. He's like, yo, it was Friday. He was like, yo, I need you to pack a U-Haul. I'll bring it to your crib on Sunday. We leave in Sunday morning. You're going to be there Sunday night. You start Monday. I was like, I bet. And then in my head, once I hung up the phone and I said bet, I was like, what the hell did I do? Like, what? Right? Yeah, that shit was moving mad quick, Word, right? Like, I don't yeah. know the first thing about running a store. The first thing about peeing down. Let me ask you this. Like, did you see at that point when they called you like, hey, yo, Rob, pack your shit. We move on Sunday morning. Did you see the potential or feel the potential that they saw in you at that time? Not at all. I'm going to be real, man. Um, honestly, I didn't see the potential because I had no idea what I was stepping into, one. So I can't recognize something that I don't know. And then two... I didn't have the same level of ambition stepping into that. You know, like I was in, I was more so in the optimistic side than I was the realistic side. Um, Cause I feel like being a realist, you notice a lot more opportunities around you because you're aware of how things move in the world, like in a realistic sense. Um, when you're an optimist, you can kind of lose sight of that because you're so focused on the good things that you forget to look down and realize like, Oh shit, like that's a level of danger right there. And so, um, with that optimistic mindset, I was like, man, I'm about to help my guy Gil out. I'm about to help this company out. Like, they've been holding me down throughout college, and now I'm about this thing. Like, salary increase. I get to be a manager, get some experience on my resume. But in no way, shape, or form did I ever think about, like, how that would impact me, um, whether or not, like, that I had the qualifications for it or anything like that. So, I mean. So, how was that impact on you? That Was that impact on you, like, a reality check? Like, saying, hey, yo. Someone believes in me when I don't even believe in myself fully or see the my full potential. Yeah. So a dear manager reaching out to be like, hey, yo, we're going to pack your shit up, U-Haul, whatever. You're going to move here. Boom. So that was impactful because someone saw that potential in you, right? Oh, yeah, without when a you doubt. you didn't man. think of see that. All right, that's what's up. Without a doubt. Right? So now I'm going to flip it, though. So what impact have you made in someone else's life, though? I mean, I think that one of the things that I've noticed after that job and having that opportunity and then extending the opportunity to even like where I am now, like um, not to sound like braggadocious or anything, but like I just have a great charisma and I'm really good at like motivating people to compete, to be better than, you know, the next person, better than me, better than themselves. And every job that I've had has always like led to that. So like my first time being a manager, I literally walked into that store um, the day, the, like the night before I started, I walked in right before they closed on that Sunday and it was like 430 I looked around for about 10 minutes. I went back to my apartment. I put together a game plan and I literally had a gauntlet. And I was like, yo, my name is Rob. This is my store now. Everybody got one week to show me what y'all could do or y'all getting fired. Oh, you, oh, you, you just came in hot like that, bro? <laughs> yeah, like, yo. Came in hot. hot. So you came made your name out of bro. fear? Uh huh. Huh? Yeah. What yeah, you ain't catch that shit. <laughs> my guy. Nah, bro. It was, it was you made like, your name out of fear and stuff. So nah, you nah, nah, down nah, like, hey, nah. yo, you like, two days. I, I told them because they always had the opportunity to go to like another store. Mind you, there's two other street games to go to. But with mine, I really wanted it to be the best. They gave me mm -hmm. the shittiest store in the worst neighborhood with the lowest uh, allocation of items and product. 
the lowest amount of like actual renovation done to the store because mind you, you have the flagship store getting money you have the mall store getting money and then me i'm sitting here making a couple hundred there couple yeah. thousand there if i get lucky a couple thousand like literally that's terrible for a sneaker store so you know i come in there and i had work to do man and i realized exactly like what i had to do and i based it a lot off of like how was i when i was in that position like if somebody told me like yo you got a week to prove yourself or you getting fired like i would have been on my fucking grind getting down with sales but some people didn't do it and i literally i left that one week i fired everybody and i left one person there Okay. And, you know, like, um, I think that that really sparked a fire in him and he ended up becoming my assistant manager, man, because he realized that the job that he had for all those years, like he was working there like about a year and a half prior, really young dude. Um, he was about 20 years old, 21. No, he was 20 because he had just turned 21. He was working there. But um, like he was just slacking, man. And he really stepped it up. Um, he realized his potential and he showed improved and that would have never happened if I didn't like give him that, that moment, yeah. which was like an ultimatum. And then For at real. the end of it, I told him, I was like, yo, good job. I could really see a lot of potential in you. And I just want you to keep doing exactly what that is. Like never forget what that feeling is like to like have something on the line. Like that's how you, like, that's how you should look at life in general. Like there's always a chance that you don't make it home. You know, mm. and he lived in Syracuse. Syracuse is not too far from Rochester on the on a negative scale, man. So it's like with that outlook, I just implanted that into him and he became the top salesperson in the company, my assistant manager. And then once he finally left us, he had a way better job, way better car. Like he he was just he was out of balling out of control, man. And I think that once again, like I don't want to sound braggadocious or anything, but that's partially part of um that's partially in part because, like, I motivated him to do so, man. And um, another thing about it, that's just one person, but um, another part of that is just, like, um, I had an, a team of eight staff uh-huh. in my store specifically, and only two of them left once I left, and they're still there to this day. So Hold, holding that store down. Yeah, that's holding that store down. Like, yo, that's the best thing, like, as a manager, right? Yo, I used to manage so many cats. I've been in the management game for like over 13 years, right? But what I learned throughout my management game, right? A great leader, well, there's definitely a difference between a manager and a leader, right? Hands off, right? If you ain't know that, go Google the meme and you'll find out. <laughs> um, I ain't got time for that. But um, I can say this, though, because leaders, they do make time, right? And leaders do make time for their people. Yes. And a great leader, once they leave their department or leave their store, they leave a legacy in some sense, right? And it's either going to be a positive legacy or a negative legacy. But the most positive legacy a great leader can leave is if you leave, the place still upholds and yep. it runs better then you ran it, number exactly. one. And then two, the retention of your folks, that they're still there. You know, and then third, when you walk back in that place, like, yo, my God, I, I miss you so much. I miss you so much. However, you taught me so much. I overcame so much. I learned from you, right? So when you walk away and kind of go back to visit those your street game or whatever, when I go back to my other place of business and I see the smiles on their face and tell me how well they're doing and how good I hear, I'm like, hey, yo. I did a good job. And then you should feel like you did a good job too, right? Right. You know, so cats get confused in this game, right? They be like, yo, I want the names. I want the titles. I want the money, right? More money comes more problems, hands off. More titles come more responsibilities and more headaches, right? Without a doubt. Can you even handle that? But more so, with that being said, more titles, more money, more responsibility comes more people you're going to impact. And mm-hmm. you're going to have to be a positive person or you could be an asshole, right? Yeah. And if you're going to be an asshole, best believe you're not making a great impact. 
you're creating something negative in that person's life and that's going to just spiral snowball effect and they're going to become a negative person right i hate to say like we have well <laughs> biblically i guess I, you know, I ain't no pastor or whatever <laughs> the 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 power of life and death is within the ton and then so mm-hmm. if you have that as a leader and you're in certain positions you have an obligation to speak life and to speak positivity to the, uh, on that person's life because your influence and your way you're going mm-hmm. is going to shape them in so many different ways but you know, um, I step off my like little biblical Bible. Oh man, and all listen, that stuff. I was just I mean, about to put money in the tide. Yeah, it. hey, where are y'all? I got word. that. I got that building fund. I got that building fund. There go the picture right there. Word. What's good? What's good? But nah, um, I want to start wrapping this up though a little bit. Exactly. But um, I, I told you to think of one thing because we're gonna circle back, and that's community. Yes. And I felt like what you said make a difference in community, make an impact in your community. However, though. You kept saying one person's name that keeps coming up and up and up. And my question to you is, what does Nipsey mean to you, right? I feel like, you know, I'll kind of be on that. I kind of got more put on to Nipsey, unfortunately, due to his passing. Um, On his up and come, you know, I saw him start chilling with Jay. I was like, all right, what up? Let me start looking into him. He started dating Nunu. You know, I still call her Nunu. (laughs) Right? I was like, like, all right, yo, who is this cat, right? And then, shame on me. I miss blessings on my life because I wasn't on to him, like, long ago before he passed away right you know god rest his soul but what makes nipsey so influential in your life what were you on to nipsey before nipsey like no. be blew up blew up in some sense oh my like you, you keep referencing him so much throughout this podcast like what's good what influence that he had on you yo i mean first and foremost shout out to nipsey his family and all that late great man literally one of the, the most impactful artists that I've seen and that other people have seen regardless whether they want to acknowledge that or not. Um, the main reason why I keep bringing Nipsey's name up is because he dropped Crenshaw and he sold that album for a hundred dollars. And that was the craziest thing I have ever read in any music article. Like I forgot what site I was on, but I was just like scrolling through it. I think it was either like hip hop DX or something. And I saw that article and I was like, who is this man? Listen to Crenshaw. I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is decent. This is decent. But, you know, it's like typical West Coast rap for me personally. Like I had no idea about the impact that it was, because when I listen to music, I think about the artists in terms of like, all right, cool, great artists. But what are they doing outside of music? How is this production process? How is this uh, process in terms of like gaining uh, inspiration? I feel like you look for their that. impact. Oh, yeah. What type of impact yeah, yeah. they have doubt. on their yeah. life, right? Yeah. What type of impact they make within their communities. Yeah, man, without okay. a doubt. And the fact that this man took a $100 mixtape, plugged it into his community, his brother matched that. They bought the same uh, block that they was hustling on and then built, well, started to build an empire on that where mm-hmm. they um, employed people from the same neighborhood who would oftentimes get like um, marginalized by these other companies like hiring uh, drug addicts hiring ex uh, felons hiring uh, their boys that were with them in the struggle and all that like yo that's real you know and it's like to do that on a scale like him mm-hmm. he made over a hundred thousand dollars in his first week selling that mixtape for a hundred dollars and then he flipped it around and then one of the most impactful albums to me that he made mailbox money he sold that one for a thousand dollars did the same exact thing for more money. And when you look at that and you look at exactly what he did with that money, you sit back and you're like, all right, cool. So what's separating me from doing that same exact thing? Mm-hmm. He got the same exact environment I was born in, gang driven, very violent. Nobody really uh, looking at you to make a difference. And then you sit there, 
you tell yourself like yo like i'm getting money or oh i'm motivated like he said like yo i was riding around i was getting like a couple thousand a day and then i really sat back and i was like what am i doing like when you get money like he said like when you get money every day mm-hmm. it's hard for you to think about exactly like how your money goes into into the future because you're getting every day so Ooh, when you wake that, up it's like another message. day another dollar yeah. but you're not thinking about all right cool five years down the road this money that I, i'm blowing at the strip club or Blowing on a on sack bottles. of weed, blowing on bottles, blowing <laughs> yeah. on bitties, like, yo, that's going to end up to be, like, something else. Uh-huh. So then he started to step back and really start to invest his money um, and hustle for the right things. Like, yo, he hustled for his studio time, for his equipment, uh, his real estate, et cetera. And he turned that literally into an empire that um, that impacted the community that he came from. And I just want to do the same thing, man. Like, I feel like not necessarily, like, I have to, like, make it and then go straight back to the rock mm-hmm. go straight back to new york and be like oh yeah like um i made it out here and i got it out the mud and i came back to get this money here like i want to plant myself here like to be real like i want to do that but on a greater sense i feel like my community is more than just like where i'm from like my community is the people that i communicate with the people that look to me the people that look like me and that's massive man like i just want to create opportunity for other people to strive and prosper um, I want to create more opportunity for people to be motivated and to compete and feel comfortable competing. Because I think that that's one thing that everybody has a problem with. They think that if you compete and you step on a couple of toes that you are automatically labeled like a right wing bad person that don't give shit about nothing. But it's like, yo, that's the name of the game. And like, yo, this is like sports like that in sports. There's no participation trophies past JV. You either going to win or you're going to lose. You're either gonna get that chip or you not. You either gonna get that pay bonus or you not. Like you either gonna get traded or you not. Like there's levels and everybody has to play their part to succeed and be a champion. Yo, you know I mean, so I respect that. I think you answered my question without me going back into like what impact you want on your community, but you definitely did talk about that. Want a community of champions, um, baby? Yo, I'm with that, bro, and I feel you on that too, right? You know, we are from Rochester, right? So automatically, people be like, "Yo, you don't even take care of your community back at home, blah, 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 whatever." But like, we we still can take care of our community back at home, but we also more so need to take care of the current community we're in, right? Exactly. So you know, we do live in Boston, right? We still need to make that positive impact. Just because we're not back at home no more, not in the rock or whatever, doesn't mean our ambition dies, our impact dies, our, our everything dies. Not nah, like exactly. you still have that fire in you, you still have that drive to take care of your community. So you better find a way to take care of your community, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I use right now with my nine to five job. I have access to hold events. I have access to do X, Y, and Z. And I told people straight up, like saying, "Yo, if I have." access in my community it's my responsibility to take care of my community although we don't live in the city of boston but damn near monday through friday nine to five we are all up in that bitch right so what are we going to do when we all up in there right so we're going to put on for our city and do that so that's one thing i hold near and dear to myself when it comes to hosting events and coming to things like that like i gotta put out for my people because if i'm not doing it who's gonna do it and I feel like, and I can't sleep that way, right? I can't die that way. God right. gives you a platform, so it's all about utilizing that platform and going there. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, let me start getting biblical. But hey, yo, <laughs> back uh, off the pool, right? Pit. You know, back up. my grandma, would be so, my grandma around. would be so happy right now. She'll be shouting, <laughs> but she wouldn't like my mouth. She'd be like, "Christian, we need to talk." Um, I'll be getting in trouble. But um, yo, I appreciate you, bro. No doubt, um, man. 
I just want to ask you some questions, some nonchalant questions to see what's good. See who Rob is. Like, you know, some basic guy shit. I mean, you know, plug in yourself. I don't know, whatever, whatever. You know, it's a great opportunity for people just to get to know who you are, bro. Yeah. But, Jeez. hey, yo, I'm going to start like this. Hey, yo, what's your favorite color, bro? Uh, favorite color is green. Green? Yes. Why green? That's so... All shades, man. All um, shades? Yeah, bro, man. that's so, the most I ain't never heard. Yeah, no so, shit. So green is, is symbolic energy. Um, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, nature natural ambition and stuff like that is just like green symbolizes a lot so for me when i look at green like i just think about um think about nature think about energy think about money so positive so optimistic you know it motivates me man it's really what you just said earlier i can't can't wear it for shit but yo if i could literally (laughs) just like paint my walls green and just like sit there in solitary confinement i could probably come up with some shit okay i'm with that bro (laughs) green duly noted um yo the last track that you listen to on your iPod. Last track. Or iPhone, I guess. Oh, I dated myself. Oh, nah, man. why you looking, bro? You oh, gotta nah. look yo, at that yo, shit. So, you yo, don't know that off, shit. Off the rip, that uh that Welcome to the Party remix with uh King Shooter and Dave East. I okay. was definitely on that heavy and um knocking that in the middle of the suburbs. So that was pretty dope. Hey, <laughs> hey, yeah, you gotta let them know, bro. You gotta know it was good despite where you are, you never change, right? Never, man. Um I and then last question, bro. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be you got you gonna think on this one, right? Yeah. God forbid if you were to die today, what legacy would you have left behind? I don't even How think will about people that. remember you? And more so, if you can't think about that, I know you got to an answer. Mm-hmm. What can you change from today, from right now, to yeah. live forward, to leave a greater legacy, to leave a greater impact? Yeah. So I mean, off the rip, I think about this every day before I go to bed. I think about yo, if I don't wake up today. What is somebody going to say about me on Instagram? What is somebody going to write about me? If somebody calls my parents and tell me that, like, what are they going to say about me? And it's like, that's really heavy. And that's part of the reason why, like, I get motivated because at the end of everything, I want to be known for something. And it may sound egotistic, but I don't care. Like, I want my name in the rafters for something. So it's like, I think that right now, I wouldn't be known for much, but for just being a good dude, man. Like, my name would probably carry for about a week, maybe a month tops. And then, you know, it's on to the next CNN done dropped some bombshells and I'm out yeah. in the picture like somebody give me an RIP at the end of the year um, on an annual basis and I'm good. But um, I guess for right now, like I'd, I'd be known as a good dude. And, you know, in terms of um, what was the second part of the question? Like, what am I doing? Right don't, now? Don't, don't even worry about the second part, because the first part, man, was pretty deep. And I think, you know. You, you will be known as a good dude despite how big you get whatever i think you do generally have no i don't think i know you generally have a good heart and you generally are a good dude Appreciate i was that, with um ray and ray's fiance uh now wife um like three or four weeks ago and it was like yo where's rob where's rob and i was like yo rob just rob like you know he'd be moving and cruising and i was like yo but rob's the most goodest dude ever you know like he has so much love and ray came in and ray was like hey yo I'm not even lying to you, Maddie. He's like, yo, that's what Christian said. Like, that's what I told you. Rob is a good dude, you know? And even like with Tanel, Dolly, everyone else, they were talking like, hey, yo, Rob's a good dude. So I think the legacy you will leave and will never die is that you are a good dude, right? And then with you being a good dude and being around us, we got to look like better, like saying, yo, shit, how can I be a better dude? I'll be dead ass with you. There's been many times I told you, it's like, hey, Rob, you are a better dude than me. I said, (laughs) I am too ratchet and too like whatever, whatever. I said, my west side of Rochester, 
come out real quick and my hands started clapping. I was like, yo, oh I don't know gosh. how you're this good. Yo. <laughs> so like, yo, bro, I really appreciate you. You are a good dude. That is your legacy. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep no going doubt. out here grinding. Thank you for coming through to Bodega 69. Much love, bro. Appreciate you having um, me. Bro. Yo, I appreciate it. But, you know, I always want to flip it to you. Like, do you have one question you want to ask me? Anything you ask? If not, that's okay. That's cool. You know, because oh, no. this ain't about me. This is more about you. So I'm oh, no. good. No. But I, I, I give the floor to you for one question. Oh, shit, I thought you was pulling out notes or something. I was like, oh, this <laughs> pulling out I, notes. I, I, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, no. oh, shit. <laughs> Never mind. No questions. Um, yeah, you got oh, a question, shit. though, or whatever, bro? Yeah, man. So, I mean, um, I definitely want to flip the question on you. So, like, if oh. you were to not wake up oh. and die really? to, tomorrow, like, um, what would your legacy be, Lamb? Like, what would people remember you for? Damn, how you gonna flip my ending question on me, bro? That shit was like, real, you, man. you can't that was, do that, that good, shit. Man. Like, how you gonna do that, bro? That was good, bro. Yo, that was good. That was, that was, so that was I prepared so much to ask that to you. <laughs> I did not prepare myself to answer that shit. Man, um, <laughs> well, I had a unique opportunity in business school to write my own eulogy. Um, yeah, it was kind of scary. Boring. Yeah, that, yo, Dr. Lee, she was crazy, oh, bro. Oh, no, Dr. Lee's wild. Yeah, Dr. Lee was wild. <laughs> um, but. When I wrote that eulogy, I think I said, I think it's true. Like, despite who I am, well, shit, niggas gonna know. Oh, damn. <laughs> nah, people, people wanna know <laughs> who I really am. Right? right? Cats are gonna know who I really am at the end of the day. But at the end of the day, I am the most loving, compassionate, caring asshole that exists, right? Yeah. I have a lot of walls up. I don't let a lot of people in. But one thing people will recognize, and I say this humbly because it's really true. I really do care about you. I really care about the well-being. I really want to make sure you are happy. I want to make sure you are doing a great job. I really want to make sure you're living your best life. Despite whatever I'm going through, you know, I really don't care, but I care more about you. So, like, mm. even with conversations with you or conversations with other folks, you may know it's like, it takes 15 to 20 minutes for them to be like, hey, yo, Chris, how are you? I'm like, oh, shit, I'm just chilling. And I'd <laughs> right. like to flag right back at them because I generally really do care, you know. I keep, I like pouring into people, pouring in, pouring in, pouring in, and just really showing that love and affection. Um, so, I think if I was to die today, cats would be like, hey, yo, Chris was that. Well, they won't call me Chris because they just can't. Don't call me Chris. Uh, Christian. <laughs> <Duly> <laughs> yeah. Well, only certain people call me Chris. Uh, you call me. Uh, close relationships. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> um, I think cats would really be like, yo, Christian was that dude that really did care. No matter what he was going through, he took time out to really say, like, yo, how are you? Did you check in for yourself? Um, do you do you feel okay? Has anyone told you I love you? Um, and side note, shout out to Mer. Mer texted me the other day randomly. And she's like, hey, yo, I got something to tell you. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, fuck, did I do something? Oh. Like, what did I do now? Um, but she's like, hey, yo, I love you. Damn, and she sent up with a visible ink and a little eye message. I was like, damn. Shout out to Mer. Candy Stills, real Word. good. Um, Candy Stills. But um, yo, so nonetheless, a person of love. A person that has passion, a person that really does care, I believe that will be my legacy. And if it's not, shit is going to be. So y'all heard it right here, right now. Fucking preach that shit. You heard it here. Hold him accountable. (laughs) Um, That ass. But um, yo, once again, man, thanks for coming through. But one more time, who are you? Where can they find you? Plug yourself real quick, bro. You know, I've been shamelessly plugging all podcasts. Yo, shit, this is your platform, Once again, it's your boy Rob, a.k.a. Bon Vie, Mauvais Person. Um, you know, my all handles, IG, Snapchat, 
whatever how you spell the hell that shit, is out bro? there. Is there spaces, underscores, nah, or whatever? It, yo, so I finally got the rights to have it all in how one you word. you get the rights? I was literally DMing people since like three years ago. Like, yo, yo, I've been declining. I've been spamming people on IG. <laughs> yo, that ass. I want up. Christian Jordan. And get I'm like, up. yo, Facts. I've been spamming. I'm like, yo, bro, false advertisements. I, I, I will give you $20 and uh Wingstop gift card. Just yo, give me the name. Yo, but luckily, I didn't have to pay anybody. But yo, it's B O N V I E M O F O Bon V Mofo. That's all handles. Uh, that's where you can find me. And then also, um, I have some other stuff launching on now. Put um, more stuff on that because once again, it's the umbrella for exactly what I'm trying to do. So uh, you'll see a lot more. Also, very light plug, but I got something cooking. It's called Neil Stratum Labs. Uh-oh. NSL, Uh-oh. it's working. It's in the works. Sounds, Straight sounds fancy, bro. Oh. Hey, <laughs> look Straight at the wrist. Look at the wrist. Nah, bro, that's what's up though. Once again, I do appreciate you for coming through. It was an honor to have you on my first podcast, bro. Here, bro. Rock boys doing it big Jeez. one time up in Boston. You know, we're not right. gonna take this only in Boston. This is gonna be global, bro. Really, we're gonna be over taking over DJ Kelly. Another one. <laughs> Another. One. <laughs> um, but nah, bro, I appreciate you. Hey, yo, folks, for tuning in. Thanks for coming through. Bodega Sixty Nine Podcast presented you by Christian Jordan. Be on the lookout. Follow me on IG, the Christian Jordan. Uh, go to my website. Subscribe right now, Christian Jordan. Uh, Christian Jordan One com. Hit me up. See what's good. I'm out here trying to make a change for y'all. All right, peace. What's good, people? This is your boy Christian, also the founder of Christian Jordan, then also the founder of Bodega Sixty Nine. I just want to say, hey, thank you, thank you for listening, thank you for subscribing. I greatly appreciate it. Make sure you run look out for more information and more podcasts coming your way. If you want to know where you can find out, well, hey, take a look at my IG. Here goes my IG, The Christian Jordan. Then also, if you want, follow me on my website. Go to my website. It's Christian Jordan one, the number one. Don't spell it out. The number one dot com. Scroll all the way down. Click newsletter and subscribe. Once again, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for following me and listening to this podcast. Peace. Peace.